Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 31. You've got Brian and Chris. Um, tonight we are going to talk about war by another means, aka politics. Indeed. So, um, guys, we're, we're, I want to start off you know, with what we're doing tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about current events, politics, etc. Um, and and you know, we're going to talk about where we're at with some of these events and where we're at with some of the reactions the politicians are having. Um, please, please, please bear in mind, this is not to diminish the lives lost. This is not to diminish the police officers that are injured right now in Philadelphia. Um, this is not to diminish any of that. This is just simply to put things in context uh, from a perspective of politics and, and the fact that it seems now that we've always blamed the left um, for trying to maneuver over dead bodies. And right now we're actually seeing the right do it as well. Um, and, and so lest anybody think this is a yay Trump uh, we hate the left kind of conversation. This is nothing about that. This is just trying to put some of these events into context and, and kind of take a look at what's happening in the world right now and just let you guys know where we are with it. Um, when you guys come to the shop, we have a lot of political conversations in here. We have a lot of hand-wringing and stuff like that. So along with starting this out, yes, being working behind the counter at a gun store is a lot like being a bartender. We get to listen to folks' woes, complaints, things that make them unhappy, etc. Um I'm going to start off with a phrase, be like Fred. Fred is a customer who comes in here, does a lot of business with us. Fred is a dude who drives a great big truck, and I love to give him crap for it and kind of tease him, ask me, you know, where they had a big trucks that day. Fred's a great American. Um, Fred contacted his elected representatives and said, hey, you know, guys, you know, I understand what's going on in the world out there, but it doesn't mean you should diminish my rights. It doesn't mean that... Um, you know, bad people doing bad things are only stopped by good guys with the means to stop them, which often means a gun or a weapon of some sort. Um, Fred contacted his elected representatives. He sent out emails um, and made sure that they knew exactly where he stood, which is no more new gun laws. So beginning with that, I'll say, as we go through this conversation, as you're in the gun stores, you're out talking to people who you're either preaching to the choir or you're trying to educate the heathens. Um, the unwashed masses, because people who aren't in the choir are obviously unwashed heathens. Um, we'll go with that, dirty hippies. Um, be like Fred. Talk to people, engage people, um, do it in a professional manner. I'm not saying it to be nice, but it's nice to be professional. Um, don't be disparaging and, and try and educate folks and let them know where you stand. But more importantly, let them know why you stand where you stand. Um, let's start off with some chest thumping. My Second Amendment, you're not allowed to touch it. It's already been touched enough. Um, the Second Amendment's been eroded. It's been sliced away at it. It's a death of a cow, thousand cuts kind of conversation. Um, now we throw out red flag laws. So let's violate the Fourth Amendment to fix the Second. Fail. False. Wrong. Um, you know, so beginning with those kinds of things, I, 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 I'm really frustrated with the state of politics right now and all the folks on the right jumping on with some of these Band-Aid kind of things that aren't going to change anything. So... Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, if we if the the current laws, as restrictive on our liberties as they are, were actually enforced, uh, you know, we wouldn't be probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, you know, we look at the the desire for red flag laws. Uh, they're not doing anything that isn't already being done. Yep. Um, they're just you know they're just encroaching further on the rights of law-abiding citizens. You know, I think we've over the last you know multiple decades proved that 
criminals are criminals because they violate laws. They don't really care what's on the books. Yep. Um, and to, to look at all of these situations that have happened you know, as law enforcement problems, you know, law enforcement is there to prosecute and produce punishments or penalties after the fact. Um, they don't typically stop things either before they've happened or while they're happening. Uh, I had a conversation with you know, some LE guys this past week who had reviewed the security footage um, from Dayton. If you know that guy hadn't been where he was at in Dayton, which is already a heavily patrolled area, uh, especially on a Saturday night, yeah, um, which you know I don't particularly want to live in a police state where that's on every corner. Um, and if those responding officers had been three seconds behind where they were, um, things would have been radically different. Uh, what could have solved that problem immediately? You know, somebody who's out with their friends as a concealed carry holder um, on that patio. Yeah, and we and we talk about this. Um, you know, as 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 our little tribe, a couple of our little tribes. Um, often, if we go out for beers, there are often one or two of us or more that don't drink. We have concealed carry permits. It's perfectly legal to carry in liquor servicing servicing establishments as long as you're not drinking. Um, you know, the, the hue and cry from the left is, well, you're out in a bar, you can't be carrying a gun. Well, sure you can. Um, absolutely, you just can't drink in Ohio. So, you know, we have designated drivers. Um, we have designated defenders, shooters, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, within our group. And that's something that maybe we should be looking at. Maybe more people should be looking at. Um, you know, if you're taking your girlfriend out for a night of drinks, and it's the, as a couple, it's the two of you, maybe you don't drink. Maybe, maybe, maybe your date or your girlfriend or your wife is more important to you. And, and that's where you want to be. Um, or maybe she carries a gun and you have a beer and she'll smoke a fool that needs smoked um, and keep you safe. So however that works out, um, you know, but just something to consider there. Um, those officers that responded in Dayton did a phenomenal job. They were Johnny on the spot. They came running to the sound of the guns um, and, and, and burnt a bad guy to the ground. And, mm. and it's, it's terrible that he did what he did, but it's awesome that they got there and did what they did. Kudos to them. Yeah, and another, and you know, a good guy with a gun. To point out about that, those guys actually came running to the sound of the guns. They were there before they got dispatched. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you start looking at some of this stuff. Um, that You know, more laws, red flag laws. Okay, well, we already have the ability to do restraining orders and things of that nature as, as it sits right now, which is essentially the same thing, but it's done in the light of day. Um, the red flag law opens us up to angry ex-spouses, ex-girlfriends, ex-boys, ex, you know, ex-boyfriends, whatever, opens us up to former employers that are pissed off or people that are pissed off at their former employer. Um, it opens us up to a whole lot of somebody just saying this is the case and, and it could potentially cost you to be right thousands of dollars in legal fees to prove that you're right. Provided um, you're still alive. Provided you're still alive. Because the reality check is for most of us that take home defense seriously, if someone we're, we're, we consider ourselves the good guy, someone's kick comes kicking in our door in the middle of the night, um, you may not hear the knock, 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 police open up, and you may be de defending your hearth and home against what you think is a group of bad guys. Um, how many lives will that cost on both sides of that equation? Um, and, and quite honestly, you know, who wants to be the police officer who has to live with that and who wants to be the good guy who potentially has to live with that? and who wants to give up their life for their family in a situation like that when it simply doesn't need to happen all over a he said, she said with no due process whatsoever. Um, this is a really, really dangerous thing. This is not a slippery slope. This is jumping off the cliff.
So, you know, the red flag thing to me is an, is, is an absolute no-go. There's already a process out there for it. Um, last week in the shop, I had a conversation with a gentleman who had spent the last couple of decades as a parole officer. Um, also having a conversation with my dad, who's a 31-year retired law enforcement officer. Um, that, you know, there used to be, and, and for lack of a better term, a mental institution, an insane asylum in Columbus, Ohio, until the 80s or so, uh, 90s, when it was shut down. Um, the, the process for getting people who have violent mental health issues either off the street or getting them the help that they need or both, however that works out, um, used to exist and it's been removed. Um, I'm not going to point fingers at politically who's removed that process, but a lot of it has to do with privacy information, HIPAA information, etc., cetera, and, and the reluctance, uh, unfortunately, because of the risk of litigation and liability of the medical community to to touch somebody and say this person needs to be locked away from humanity because they're going to hurt people. Um, a lot of these folks will tell you this is their proclivity and it's not going to change and they can't help it and that the only way they won't do it is if they're locked up. Recidivism amongst violent offenders and sex offenders is in the 90th percentile. Um, it's unfortunately a lot of these folks that do these things are broken and that's just who they are. So unfortunately, there are people who need to be put away and there are people who likely cannot be rehabilitated. So we need to wake up to that fact and stop giving away my rights and your rights for a very, very, very small minority. Um, anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, just to add, you know, the, the NIC system works. Yeah. You know, as much as we don't like the fact there's background checks at all, yeah. You know, the way the National Instant Check System that's been established in, what, 1993 mm -hmm. with the Brady Act, yep. uh, it works, um, but it only works as good as the data that's supplied to it. Curiously enough, that data comes from government agencies, um, a significant number of which are failing in their reporting duties. So again, we're going to rely on government to fix the problem with some other onerous law that affects us and infringes upon our rights. Um, by relying on the government to do its job, which it's already not doing. Um, the shooter in Texas, the, the, the former Air Force chucklehead, um, this dude had been in jail, wasn't reported by the Air Force. Come to find out the Air Force had thousands of people they had not reported uh, for domestics, for violent acts, for people that had been discharged dishonorably for being criminals. They just never bothered to push that information through because apparently, I don't know, they don't feel like they need to. Um, we have numerous myriad and sundry court systems across this country that don't bother to report because they simply don't have the time, the staffing, the manpower, etc. Well, that's, that's not my fault. That's the government not doing what government's supposed to do. So again, let's not take away my rights. NICS isn't broken. It's the government failing to report to itself. So let's bear that in mind. Let's, you know, if we're going to fix something, let's fix something that already exists and make sure it works properly before we add another layer of step on the citizen yeah and the other part of you know background checks to do background checks on private sales the only way to actually enforce that is to have registration yep and historically worldwide registration leads to confiscation period not a debate not negotiable not a maybe um you know and i would already opine as the as the crazy big l libertarian that the piles of paperwork I have with people's names and firearm makes models and serial numbers on them is a de facto registration because at some point those are going to end up in Uncle Sugar's hands. 
and I know that, oh, Uncle Sugar doesn't keep that. Yes, they do. They put them on freaking, they put them on microfilm, for Christ's sakes. They put them on microfish. They have people who can read microfish, like speed readers. Only the federal government could come up with something that cataclysmically stupid. Um, and again, actually happy they do it on microfish and not a real database. Yeah, um, which is technically illegal. So maybe that's part of the reason why. Who knows? Um, so yeah, you know this this whole red flag thing is a train wreck um, already happening, not waiting to happen. It's already happening because there are certain states already doing it. There have already been innocent lives lost because of it as well, um, because kicking indoors is a dangerous thing. So um, not not fun for anybody on either side of the law in this case. And unfortunately, we're all on the same side of the law being screwed over by somebody else. So um, if, if we step away from um, the red flag thing and we go to, you know, I, I don't know how we do like background checks, universal background checks. I, I just I don't even know how that's possible. How do you tell somebody in a face to face conversation, you know, that they can't sell guns to their buddies, to their friends, to their family, to whatever? Um, I don't, I don't even know how you begin to do that if you don't have a registration you're kidding yourself and if you do have a registration then again we've not we're not sliding on the slippery slope slope we've stepped off the cliff the, you know we're not looking over the precipice we're in the abyss so um guys again you know i, I don't what other things are going on right now that i'm missing because i'm choosing to live the life of a mushroom because i'm so exhausted with how politicized this has been i'm keeping myself in the dark and getting my own brand of bullshit fed to me here in the gun store so you know if there's other things out there i'm missing what else is going on politically right now yeah i think we started seeing you know rumors and things about arm braces for yeah. pistols yeah. um you know the, the guy in dayton he used an ar pistol um ar pistols especially bra- pistol braces in general um, we've seen that be one thing change change back it's where it is now um that is the arm brace thing has always been you know a letter or an opinion letter i guess it's always been on the from the, the technology branch of the atf there's nothing at all codified about it in yeah. law yeah um you know that we really have no idea what is going on with arm braces yeah and um, and, and if you think anybody's going to defend arm braces um, I, I would I would take a look at bump stocks because to people that aren't shooters, there's no difference between a bump stock and an arm brace. They don't own one. They don't care. Most of you didn't own bump stocks and didn't care about those either. So when Trump gave them up, you were like, oh, I don't care. I don't have one. Um, the few of you that did viewed it as a toy and maybe you buried it or maybe, you know, you, you threw it away or whatever. I don't know. Uh, boating accident, you know, kind of thing. But the arm brace thing is significantly more prevalent. Um, it's also significantly more useful and functional. Um, anytime we can, you know, do an end around on the ATF and end up with something that works, operates, acts just like an SBR without a $200 tax stamp infringement in 1934 um, and go on, uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, you know, this is something that's going to matter to a lot more people. Um, this is something that's going to be a bigger chunk out of the industry because that's what's very, very hot right now. And if you have one and, you know, is it possible that with the swipe of a pen, you're now a felon if you don't turn it in and taking somebody who for, you know, the previous portion of their life has been a law abiding citizen and saying you're now all of a sudden a bad guy because of how I feel doesn't work for me. Yeah. So, you know, again, so even if you're not into you know, pistol braces, pistol ARs and stuff like that, 
consider where you're at, you know, consider where you're at and, and, and who you need to talk to, who you need to send letters to, send emails to, etc. So, um, trying to think of what other interesting topics have popped up, but, you know, with, with all this stuff, guys, contact your elected representatives, um, you know, gun people, uh, recent poll they just showed on the news here a little bit ago, 60% of gun people don't want to give up their guns. Um, 30% of people who, who think guns should go away think guns should go away. Um, there are a whole lot more of us that, that think guns are good and, and know that guns prevent crime. Um, you know, we need to be talking to our elected representatives. We need to not be threatening them, but we need to make it clear that, you know, for example, you know, if your elected representative votes for an anti-gun measure or something you disagree with, maybe they need to be notified that the next time around, you're going to vote on the other side of the coin just because the devil you know might be better than the one you don't and then you can worry about getting that person voted out of office the next round um you know i, I don't know i don't know what kind of civil threats you level what kind of ultimatums you lay out there but you need to be talking to your representatives and letting them understand why um you know one suggestion might be to have them read uh, john lott's book more guns less crime um you know we got a guy who's an economist he's a numbers dude explaining why more guns in society um, is, is proven through data to have less crime. And gosh, all you gotta do is look at Chicago, New York City, and places where you can't own guns and look at all the crime and then look at the rest of America um, and figure out why our supposed crime stats are like a third world country. Because <laughs> as, as, as the mango mongol likes to say, poop holes uh, like Baltimore and places like that um, have a lot of crime. You know, if we took those numbers out, the rest of the country is pretty damn civilized. So I, I think we've got the examples. I think we have the relevant data. I think we have the anecdotal information to throw out there and fight the good fight. We just got to communicate with people in a way that they can hear it. Um, so let's let's do that. Let's let's be like Fred. Yeah, I'd say take a look too at what's going on over in Hong Kong right now. Yeah, yeah, they're waving our flag, playing our national anthem. Um, three days after the Chinese military, uh, you know, basically tries to lock down the city, we have people in Hong Kong, um, you know, waving our flag, singing our national anthem to push the idea that they want the freedom that the Brits allowed them. Um, and we'll see if they're willing to fight for it. We'll see if they're able to fight for it, because that's the other part of the, the conversation. Right now, as a country, we're able to fight for what we have. Um, unfortunately, in China, that will likely be a slaughter yeah. if it turns into any kind of fight at all. So, you know, at, at least, a, at least a, the, the Taliban had their own guns before the Russians and we showed up. Um, the folks in China got nothing. So, yeah, and they're waving our flag. God bless America. Uh, America has remained an exceptional country um, in large part because its citizens... We have the right to vote, and we have the right to own rifles. Uh, if you haven't done so, take the time to Google the Battle of Athens, Tennessee. Um, there was an event in 1946 where a very corrupt uh, county government was restored to order um, by returning American GIs who took up arms literally against their oppressors. Um, yeah, do you know where to find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram? At Cap City Outfitters, uh, visit us on the web, capcityoutfitters.com, 
and stop in and see us at the store. Um, we're in Hilliard, Ohio, uh, 4465 Cemetery Road. Um, we'll see you soon.